there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. This podcast is powered by SportString, your digital water cooler. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Caught in the Net. It's been a couple of weeks, uh, sweet Chuck. we got a lot of stuff going on, but how you doing, my friend? Yeah, the 12 people that actually listen to us have been dying. You know, they, they, they die a slow death if they don't fucking hear us every week, so, you know. Yeah. Well, it's been, I think, two weeks since our last episode on Snow Valley Basketball School, so we've uh, got a couple of things going on in the last couple of weeks. Sweet Chuck, we'll start with you. What have you been up to? Oh, what have I been up to? Oh, I went to 
Irvine, you went to Norway, I went to Irvine, uh, worked out. Oh, we walked, right? We, we did the walk, strand walk that one day in Manhattan Beach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah uh, we met up for one day in Manhattan Beach and did a strand walk. I worked out some college and, guys. Uh, That's it. Yeah. What you been up to? Yeah, I ha- well, I did, uh, you know, since our last podcast, I did a, uh, four days in Iowa, at Snow Valley, Iowa. Uh, then I was uh, four days up in Portland, Oregon. For the Dame Lillard, I think they call it the Formula Zero camp, uh, Dame Lillard's camp, which was excellent. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in Norway for a week and just got back. And a uh, week from today, Sweet Chuck, off to Italy, northern Italy, to do a high school camp. So You're, you're a world traveler, sir. Uh, we're pretty busy now. Yeah, world traveler. I'm racking up those frequent flyer miles, Sweet Chuck. I hope, um, I hope Snow Valley, really Iowa, really appreciated our six people that listen to us that we're pumping their camp so you know i'm sure those residual checks will be flying our way sure sure and uh they got an amazing thing going there back in iowa sweet chuck four weeks 380 kids a week and they sell out like quick if you don't get registered fast that camp sells out quick so uh like i I told coach slaba there's a little man underneath the gym at Wartburg College and he's got a, a printing press and he's just printing money and handing it up to show and slobber. I'll tell you what, those coaches should unionize. They better get a raise. They keep selling out every week, every yeah. year. They sell out. Yeah, right. I'm uni- union. Right. If I was working, I'd unionize. Yeah. Yeah, you go Jimmy Hoffa on them boys. Yeah. Thank God Schlabaugh's there because he's the only guy that can keep the, keep the peace over there, so he'll be all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, so anyway, we, uh, we're, we're in kind of the, uh, I don't know, the dog days of the NBA season. We wanted to talk this week, Sweet Chuck, about, you know, what happens in the NBA in the month of, of August, you know, uh, leading up till after Labor Day when most teams have their players report back. So that's kind of what we want to talk about. You know, a lot of people think, oh, they just, they just go on vacation for a month. But actually, there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, with the players so that's kind of what we wanted to talk about today what goes on you know and what's supposed to be like the down time of the nba uh the month of august so that's where we're going today sweet chuck all right good sev you're the nba aficionado (laughs) what uh how how do you want to how do you want to play this so let's play it from after summer league which is like you know uh, july 20th up to right. you know September first and in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And most teams, you know, have their they, they want their players back, like that Tuesday after Labor Day, mm-hmm. that Wednesday after Labor Day, in their facility, kind of, you know, working out as a team. You can't officially make them come back. I remember uh, <laughs> with the Clips, we had one player. Uh, who literally did not come back to Los Angeles till the night before, uh, you know, media day that he had to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, some, you know, some guys, you know, they'll be back the whole month of August. But what goes on with most teams is if there isn't – and now this is a time for coaches, too, to take their vacations. So if the coach is going to take two, you know, one or two, three weeks off, which three weeks is probably more than most coaches take off, but a lot of them will take off two weeks. This is the time – that they want to take their vacations. This is also the time that most front offices start, you know, filling out 
not only their coaching staff, but their, their um, you know, complimentary staffs, you know, the analytics people, the scouting people, the front office interns, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So this is the time when most front offices and coaching staffs are, are, are being hired. You know, you and I have got friends that are, you know, we've had four or five, you know, friends that are hired during this two- or three-week period. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what's going on with the uh, front office and the coaches, vacations and getting everybody hired. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as the players, you know, this is a time, Sweet Chuck, and we've seen this probably, you've seen it with Dallas, probably the last 10 years, this has become really popular, is doing these mini camps. Mm-hmm. You know, gathering as a team and going somewhere, usually Los Angeles, San Diego, Santa Barbara, Miami, uh, to do a mini camp with as many players as you can get. And when you were with the, with the Mavs, I know you guys did a little bit of that. Can you talk a little bit about what that consisted of? Well, yeah, so we basically go – we went to – I forgot what year this was. <clears throat> Probably like 2017, 2018. We went to um, L.A., okay. stayed in West Hollywood – and we would basically just like, you know, obviously it's not it's voluntary. You know, players volunteer to go, and they go and you know work out, do some type of a strength workout, um, either at the hotel. Uh, we went to a health club. You know, we would work out, and then we'd go to a gym, get some shots up. You know, uh, we used that millionaire's house up in. Um, was it Beverly Hills? Right. I forgot that. I forgot that was that the, the guy that you the guy that used to own LA Gear, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. What'd you say, Seth? Sweet Chuck, are you there? I said, is it the guy who lives up there? That uh, yeah, that's the guy, Jackson. Gear. Is his name Stephen Jackson? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Steve, I think Stephen. It's Jackson. funny because like no, when I asked player, our trainer, I said like, hey. Where are we going to work out a couple of days? He goes, oh, Steven Jackson's house. I'm like, Steven Jackson's got a house in Beverly Hills? Good for him. But no, it was it was some guy was that was at L.A. Gear that was in with Shaq. And um, so, yeah, right. we, so we would just get mm-hmm. – so we basically we, – we, it's more of a team bonding thing. We went to like a – we went to like one of those um, sure. escape room places at night, went to team dinners at night. <clears throat> hung out with the players a little bit. We would play. Uh, we would work out at the hotel in the morning, get some shots up at either Jackson's house or we went to the Lakers facility one day, and then we just played at UCLA or played at Jackson's house, and that was it. It was you know, it was more of a team bonding thing. You know, players get to be around the players, coaches get to be around the players, sure. talk about stuff, and you know, obviously it's not formal practice, but you know, just trying to get. You know, just trying to get just sort of a little bit more close, especially with people you sign in the off season and things like that. It's pretty cool. I, I, I thought it was a, a good team bonding exercise. And I get to go to Manhattan Beach and Disneyland every day. So what was that? I, I, was, in, right. I was in heaven. <laughs> yeah, you were. And, and then, you know, I, I'm not going to name teams, but there's some teams that take this really serious, mm-hmm. almost like a training camp. Uh, where they'll come and I don't, hey, we're not going to get into what's legal, what's not legal, you know, because you and I don't care. We think everybody, everything should be legal. But uh, as far as working with your players, uh, but, you know, they'll come in and literally 
like I, I've seen it where mm-hmm. the teams will have 15 players, almost their mm-hmm. whole team and their whole coaching staff and their strength staff and their physical people. And, uh, you know, two buses, uh, you know, get off the bus, come in to the gym and literally mm-hmm. do like a two hour practice. Um, and then, like you said, a lot of the, these teams will then, you know, practice in the morning early and then, you know, gather again up at UCLA, you mm-hmm. know, for 12 o'clock pickup games, uh, you know, where you'll go in the gym. And I've, I've literally been up there before where there's been three NBA teams mm-hmm. that have almost their whole team there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's crazy. <laughs> you know, I love it because it gives you a great chance to, you know, watch really good players play and evaluate and stuff. But uh, that, that's kind of really, really been in vogue lately. Some mm-hmm. teams will go to San Diego. Uh, you know, some teams will gather up in Santa Barbara and yeah. hurt Miami too, right? I mean, you know, they're, they're going to go. They're going to go where. And plus, I would say sixty you know, percent of the NBA works out in LA. You know, fifty to sixty percent. So it's like they're already there yes. anyway. So it's not really a a big deal travel wise for them. Everybody right. wants to be in LA. It's safe. It's good. You get the beach. You get, you know, you can go out at night. What's up? Wait, 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 wait. In Irvine, it's safe. It is. It's safe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, in Irvine. Okay. <laughs> I say, hopefully you haven't been watching the news lately with all this tomfoolery going on in L.A. So not in the gated communities. Not, not, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, hey, in Manhattan Beach, Manhattan Beach about a month ago, you know, right there on Manhattan Beach Boulevard by the pier, you know, they, they come in and they, uh, you know, they just, in the middle of the day, sweet hey, Chuck. Hey, Seth, is this fucking... Store and just, is this fucking CNN or are we talking basketball today? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Oh, you're right. You're right. I digress. As they say, I digress. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, back to Mm -hmm. these uh, little mini camps. Um, You know, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, You know, it gives you a chance to talk to some of the coaches and some of the players and, you know, watch them compete. So anyway, that's that happens during this this month of August, that's going on right now, to be honest with you. This is probably the last week that guys will do it. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's become, you know, kind of in vogue in the NBA to have these, these um, you know, mid-August tr- mini training camps before the real training camp starts. Now, the next thing we see during this period, Sweet Chuck, is these, these uh, leagues, okay? These leagues where NBA players mm-hmm. will or will not show up and playing these summer league games. Let's talk a little bit about some of the ones yeah, I mean, that are going on. Sweetie. There's a bunch of them. I mean, they used to be Nike used to sponsor a bunch of them, like New York, Boston, Chicago, L.A., I think even Minneapolis and a couple other places. Now it's like the Drew League, you know, out in California. There's, um, yeah. you know, there's, a, there's pro-ams in Dallas. There's pro-ams in Chicago, a few other places. Seattle, yeah, so... Seattle. There's all these places. <laughs> we got to give our guy Jamal a shout out. The is that, is that his league, is that his thing? League up in Seattle. Yeah, that's that's Jamal's okay. up at uh, Seattle Pacific University, where NBA sure. players can average. Yeah, I mean, like these guys show up. I mean, they, most of them just work out with trainers, but some you know show up. I would think now that it's getting a little bit more popular because LeBron went. You know, I remember Kobe did the Drew League. You know, with Jay, when yeah. James Harden was there, and now, you yeah. know, they see LeBron do it, so now everybody's doing it, and you know, now more players are showing up. There are some players that always do it, but 
you know, DeMar DeRozan's always been one to play. Nate Robinson always played. Jamal Crawford always played. A couple other guys, but now yeah, because LeBron did it and yeah. had such a, a big media a media fix, um, you know, for him doing it, like, now everybody wants to do it. Look, it's a, it's a good chance to get a little bit of a run. I, I, I don't know what's more organized. I don't know if it's the leagues, if it's like the runs at UCLA or Miami. Like, there's always... There's some type of competition and everything. There's some type of bullshit and, and, and all that. But it's good to get up and down with guys that played overseas or college players or other NBA players. It's not like there's it's not like there's leagues anymore. It's not like yeah. Rucker Park in the '70s and '80s when there'd be, you know, nine NBA players in, in you know on the court at one time. You know, it, there's, it's sporadic. But it's good for those guys to get up and down. Right, I mean, all right. they do really is work out with their trainers and, and do strength training. So it's good to sort of get out and. Get some type of competition. Yeah, and the, and the Drew League in, in L.A., you know, if our listeners aren't aware, it, they finished up, I think this weekend might be the, the final weekend. They actually, they play it at, at, a, at a high school uh, d- down in, in the Compton area. Mm-hmm. I think it's called King Magnet High School. But the lines to get in that thing, it's free. There's no charge. But the lines to get in on a Saturday and Sunday, you know, around the block, but then they move over to El Camino Junior College for mm-hmm. the uh, for the last couple of weekends, you know, like the semifinals and finals and stuff. So, you know, I like it because you know it's it's organized. You know, you have referees and you can actually get kicked out of a game. It was funny, Sweet Chuck. About three weeks ago, they kicked mm-hmm. Lavar out of the Lavar Ball, who was coaching or one of his sons' team. You know, he gets kicked out of the games for you know going at the ref. So, you know, it's semi-organized. So, you know, you have the Drew League in Los Angeles. You have Jamal's mm-hmm. League up in Seattle, uh, which he's done forever. Uh, but you mentioned something, Sweet Chuck. You mentioned the Rucker Park Outdoor League of the 70s and 80s. There's a documentary out right now, and I can't remember what network it's on. But if our listeners you know, can find that, it's, it's a really fascinating look at, at the sociological you know, impact and development of the Rucker Park League, you know, from the early 60s up on the I have not. I've not. I've read plenty of books about that. Yeah, I haven't. Oh, it's really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really good. Really good. Yeah, talked about the guys that kind of started it and, you know, all the NBA players and and Mm -hmm. the the old footage and, you know. It's really interesting, the Rucker Park video. So anyway, you have all these summer leagues going on at this time also, Sweet Chuck. And like you said, everybody's working with their trainer at this time. Uh, I know Los Angeles is probably the the most popular place. You know, I two, two or three days ago, I get a text from a prominent trainer, and he goes, Coach, this is who's playing at our, our open runs tomorrow. You know, and he listed 14 guys, and it was probably, you know, seven mm-hmm. or eight NBA All-Stars on that list. So, you know, they, they get together and, and have these runs too. But uh, So that's what's kind of going on right now in the month of August. Which, uh, here's what I think we're going to see. One of the networks, ESPN, you know, NBA TV, somebody's going to start televising these summer league games live. Uh, the Drew League, Jamal's League, you know, something in Miami, the Rucker. It, we're getting these are so popular now that they're going to be able to sell advertising. And these, I think, by next summer, we're going to see some of these well, games being I televised. It's a good idea. I remember in 2011 when they had the the uh, the lockout, and you know nobody really knew when this stuff was going to end. 
Uh-huh. I, I talked to uh-huh. Tim Grover and I had a conversation about, you know, putting together like um, just a place where all these NBA guys could come in, play, you know, just put them on teams, play, get somebody to televise it, and then obviously and then charge at the door and then sell sponsorship. I think it's a great idea. I think if you can get, I think the network should come in and say, look, you know, you know, talk to some prominent players about, look, we're going to sell this amount of sponsorship. We'll give you a million dollars or something like that. Whatever it is, you know, give a half a million dollars to maybe not even great players, but like decent NBA players. If you can get eight or nine to show up on a regular basis or even one really good one and then people, more people will show up. Yeah, I think you could definitely see people televising these things to try to make money off of it. I mean, we're in this, you know, we're in a society of making money. And, yeah. you know, I think that the networks would drool at this stuff because if you can get a commitment, the problem is it's, it's hard to get. Yeah, like consistent well, that's the commitment. Problem. You don't want to televise the Drew League if only, yeah. you know, like an NBA player is going to show up every other game, every other night. Like, yeah, you need to come when there's like two or three NBA players yeah. playing, you know? Yeah, that's going to be that. That would be the tough one, you know. The network's going to want a firm, can uh, you know, a firm, uh, you know, commitment from the NBA players. For example, you know, there was a there was a big deal about a month ago. You know, Kyrie's going to play in the Drew. You know, Kyrie's mm-hmm. going to play. You know, and it's all over social media and. You know, the line is around the block to see, you know, this guy, you know, you know dribble around everybody. And, uh, you know, about like, – I think the game was supposed to be like 11 or something, you know, around 10.30. Oh, I'm not coming, <laughs> you know. So I think that's the problem you might come across if, you know, if these things are going to be televised is the frustration from the networks when certain yeah. people don't show up to play. Uh, but but I think it, but I think it's coming. I think it's coming for sure. These these things are so popular on social media. We're yeah, I think, I, think, I think we could definitely see that. And you know, look, I think the coaches that that are sort of listed in like yeah, it's pretty interesting about NBA off season. But I think you could sort of com, you know compare it to a regular high school or college team or players off season. You know, summer leagues, trainers, summer leagues, get-togethers with teams, team bonding. You know, it's it's a lot like if you take the AAU out of it. You know, there's the NBA offseason is a lot like, you know, a lot like a high school or college kids. You know, offseason. I think all that's that stuff's important to get game played, to get reps in with a coach or a trainer, and then you know try to you know try to hang out with your teammates and try to bond a little bit and try to play together as much as you can. I would say the the problem is I would say NBA players play with right. each other more than high school players play with each other because of all the AAU stuff. But I think the offseason is important to sort of take to recharge a little bit, but then charge back up. You know, get your reps in. You know, watch your film. You know, get get some type of a competition to play. So right. yeah, it's, it, I think it's pretty comparable to you know all three levels of how they spend their offseason. You know, in a in a certain way. You know. Right. Hey, and the other thing, sweet Chuck, I, you know, a, a lot of people worry about, well, you know, we worry about, you know, NBA players, our guys getting hurt and playing pickup games. 
it's funny because, you know, if NBA players are playing against NBA players in pickup games, you know, they kind of know right. how to play and not hurt a guy. You know, there's not – to me, if I'm coaching, I'm not really worried about my guys getting hurt. Now, if they're playing with a bunch of, you know, say, uh, you know, guys who used to play in college that are trying to prove a point, you know, something, that's when you can get hurt. But when you're playing against just NBA, they kind of know how to get out of the way. They, they know how to avoid fouls. You know, you get – hey, guys shot fakes and, and get you up in the air and, and drives to the hoop. Nobody's going to, like, sure. be there trying to take charges and all that stuff. You know, and get get people hurt. So guys kind of know how to play at that level without you know get, without getting hurt. So I, to me, I, I don't think that's a big deal. And, you know, yeah, I mean, hurt. And if you can tell me, if you can tell me the game and the day that my guy's going to get hurt, that, that's yeah. Great. You know, it's just like the, that day. it's just like a head coach at any level. You, you you do all your drill work, you do all your stuff in practice, and then you pro, play. And, I mean, a guy can get hurt anywhere. You know, he can get hurt anywhere, anytime. And you just don't know when it's right. going to happen. It doesn't happen a lot. But when it happens, everybody overreacts to it. So, yeah, but I think it's important to get games in and play. You know, but I also think it's important to get some rest in, you know, and and not overdo it. But I think an off season mm-hmm. can be important. I think you just have to mm-hmm. set up a plan, talk to people about it, you know, follow that plan and just make sure you're getting your reps, your games, right. and your rest in. And I think, you you know, you're, you're going to get out of harm's way most of the time. Yeah, and you and I have talked about, you know, this is the time when, you know, guys really have to, to, to mm-hmm. improve their shooting. I mean, if you're going to make any kind of serious change in your shot, this is, you know, June, July, August is, is the three crucial mm-hmm. months to, to get that done. So... That's kind of that has to well, be yeah. I mean, look, well. I mean, look at the NBA guys like most, you know, the guy, the one of the only NBA trainers that I know that actually works on a player's shot is Drew Hanlon. And you know, Drew would take a guy and work with them in the offseason with their shot and and go throughout. I think with NBA college or high school, you're right. I think majority of them, if they're going to make that tweak or that change, it's going to be done in the offseason. Yeah, I mean, and it's getting a little late, too. I mean, we're almost in September already. So, I mean, you know, people who are tweaking that shot, yeah. if they did, maybe they did, you know. May. So, yeah. Yeah, right. Um, so, Sweet Chuck, that, you know, we're going to be kind of short today with this thing. But that's – we wanted to talk about those five or six weeks. Now, uh, training camp, Sweet Chuck, uh, usually like last mm-hmm. week of September, middle of September, schedule. Hey, how about the NBA? They take mm-hmm. three to four days to release the schedule. It's like a little bit of the time, yeah. you know, to tease you. And then the next day we're going to – why don't they just release the whole thing at once? It's well, all, no, I mean, it's, it's just part of the cell. You know, it's like I, I summer league. It's that. like draft. Uh, there are different parts of the season. You get, you know, the end of the season, you get finals. You get dra- lottery, finals, um, you know, lottery, finals. Right. And then you've got um, draft – Summer League, I mean, I'm free sorry, agency, free agency, summer, summer league. league, and then schedule because yeah. there's nothing done in August. So now you've got schedule. So it's probably going to be in the next couple of years, it's going to be Drew League, Summer League type like that and and um, and schedule in August, you know, because they need something to pump out. So it is what it is. I, I always like that time. Yeah. I And I think. Yeah, me too. I, I remember when I was coaching, you know, my wife and kids, 
they couldn't wait for that schedule release because they'd spend the whole night going over the calendar, you know, games they could come to and this and that, big games. So that, that's kind of, that was kind of a fun time. Um, I, I think I read, Sweet Chuck, where the league may move free agency mm-hmm. up before the draft. Thoughts um, on that? I think in other sports leagues, it's sort of like that. I think football's like that, if I'm not mistaken. So it's like, it gives you an idea of like going into the draft. I think if you have your roster solidified a little bit better, and this way, if a, if you if one of your players, one of your prominent players are going to leave, it gives you time now. Okay, you know he's going to leave, so now I can go into the draft and replace right. that position. I mean, most teams would replace it anyway because they could probably, you know, read the writing on the wall. But um, I would like it before summer league. I mean, before draft, I think that would be cool. You know, if you had it. The problem is that you have the NBA Finals right then. But then again, it's only two teams. But like, you know, maybe you just right. make it, you know, June fifteenth to July uh, to, to June twenty eighth or something, and then you make the draft like the 29th. You know, I have no idea. I have no idea how you would structure that. But I think I, I think it would be good for the teams to know who you're going to have on your mm-hmm. roster before they draft. Yeah, I, I, I think the league is definitely headed toward that, Sweet Chuck. All right, now, last thing before we get out of here, Sweet Chuck. I'm going to give mm-hmm. you some names. All right, you ready? Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, Dwight Howard, mm-hmm. Cousins, Montrez Harrell, Blake Griffin, Mello. Millsap, Hood, Iguodala, mm-hmm. Ben McLevore, your guy Rondo. What do they all have? They in all common? made a hell of a lot more money than I did. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, you tell me. What so else, sweet child? You're the fucking geniuses of, of the show. Uh, those are those are the notable free agents, mm-hmm. sweet Chuck. Still, you know available. how that. You know how that is when you get up to 33, to 34, 35. Most players, anyway, some a lot younger than that. But you know, you wait, you wait until September, you wait until right before training camp. Uh, you wait, some players, yeah, a lot of these guys will wait until December, dude. Uh, I, I remember yeah, we had Charlie Villanueva yeah. uh, stretching out to work out the day of media day, and he came in for a workout, he was a free agent. And we signed him basically the day after, like like right before training camp. Like we worked him out either the day before or the same day. I think definitely the same day as um, media day. And you just signed him. Some guys just go late into the process. And hey, you know, that's what uh-huh. it is. I, they, I think they're, most of those guys will be signed. I think they're just going to wait. Some of them will be harder to sign than, than others. But yeah, yeah that's just sort of part of it, man. And I think, and I think, I think there's there's two or three on that list, sweet Chuck, that that kind of put themselves in a tough bind with some. I think everybody uh, sort of does, you know. Um, never so a shortage of people who do that. Be never a shortage of people who do that. Yeah, there's yeah. there's always two or three in the league that do that. Um, anyway, uh, sweet Chuck, I, I think that's it for for this week. Um, I'll tell you what we're going to subtract about five people fucking listen to us after this bullshit show we just put on today. I don't even know what we talked about. Oh, they're going to listen to this and they're going to go, that's all they talk about? I think some will be waiting for that, um, you know, 
Athletic Greens fucking um, ad to try to buy some, but I, I don't think we are sponsored by them anymore. Yeah. I, I got no uh, I got no email that said read this copy, sweet chuck. So yeah, I, know. Athletic Greens I think gonna we're going to be out next, so don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sweet chuck. Well, uh, until next week, my friend. Later, guys. You've been caught in the net.